Steven Spielberg's film E.T., you may ask yourself, why was the alien brown? The answer is no reason. In Toby Hooper's excellent Chainsaw Massacre, you may ask, why, why didn't the characters go to the bathroom? Again, no reason. If you're listening to the film podcast No Highway Option, you may ask yourself, why do they compare each and every movie to Vin Diesel's The Pacifier? Turns out there is a reason. It's because it's a seminal masterpiece, and it's the one question that applies to every film. So for that, there is a reason. This isn't a tribute to no reason. This is a tribute to Vin himself. And then there's a bad reveal of, like, he's been talking to an audience the whole time. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Connor, and my favorite movie snack, it's boring, is popcorn. Give me a bowl of corn with a little butter on it, and I'm happy. Uh, I am your other host, Luke, and, uh, Connor took the, the stock popcorn, um, so I guess, like, my yeah, favorite movie snack is a poison turkey. I think it, I think I should also mention popcorn is my favorite food, period, so, like... That is fair. Popcorn is very good. And we do have a special guest with us. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, hey, that's me, that random guy that just spoke without introducing himself. I'm Zach. That's How you doing? No problem. I like it when on podcasts, if people just start talking before they're introduced and you're like, oh, who's that? It like it's like a fun a little, little surprise. It's like a loot yeah. box opening. <laughs> it's a little mystery that's immediately solved. And today we are talking about the 2010 French and English satirical slasher is what Wikipedia classifies it as a uh, rubber. Well, I love that. This I mean, we given... could just use one word for it, a masterpiece. Let's just call it what it is. Ugh. <laughs> uh, this was given to us by last week's guest, Kay. So I guess thank you, Kay. I, I will give you a full-throated thank you, Kay. I think this yes, is a Kay. hot bowl thank you. of nothing. <laughs> I think this movie sucks really hard. <laughs> I just really, I thought it was going to be something else entirely. And then it wasn't that. Like, I was oh, really, yeah. Yeah. It seemed like every time you hear someone describe this movie, and like it happens a lot, it's the tire that kills people. And you get like, at least I do, I get an image in my head of like, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. You know, that's what I mm-hmm. was thinking. Something on, on that vibe. Yeah. Something that would be fun and <laughs> wasn't up its own ass. Are you telling me that you didn't have a grand old time watching this movie? No, not at all. And you can probably get some of that in my summary that I wrote for part one of this film, which Luke is going to read now. Rubber, or why do all our least favorite no highway option movies start with R? Ah, Running with scissors, repo the genetic opera, (laughs) rubber. I was always counting in my head. Um, Part one. It's a tire that comes to life and uses psychokinetic powers to blow up heads. According to Wikipedia, the tire's name is Robert. That's part one. No, but seriously, what else is there to sum up? Do you want me to write about the audience who's here to watch a 
film in the middle of the desert through binoculars, even though it's all happening live in front of them? Should I mention how Police Lieutenant Chad gives a fourth wall-breaking monologue, mansplaining what suspension of disbelief is? Or how the audience I starved and then po- is starved and poisoned by some yeah, glasses-wearing dude for vague yes-master reasons? Sure, yeah, I'll mention that. It happens. There's a guy in a wheelchair who doesn't eat the poison turkey. Whatever. The tire blows up a beer bottle, a rabbit, and a bird. Then it starts blowing up people's heads. When it blows up heads, it makes a cicada noise. Camo Shirt Kid tries to tell his motel owner dad that a living tire is a murderer, but the dad doesn't believe him. Not even after he sees the housekeeper's exploded head corpse. Lieutenant Chad is on the scene, but he's acting all weird about it. Also, some girl is staying at the hotel, and Robert the Tire has taken a liking to her. Are you happy? Is that a good enough summary of this bullshit? No. Really? Because what else happens? Uh, I mean, it's pretty spot on when you think about it. Nothing happens in this goddamn thing. (laughs) This is a premise that can fill 20 minutes, and they were like, cool, let's tack on an hour of trying to be meta. I loved the meta hour. That stupid speech started, and I laughed, and then the the girl was changing in the hotel, she was showering, and they were all talking about it, and that middle-aged lady was like, oh, she doesn't have a very good ass, but she has a pretty good rack on her, and I laughed, because what the fuck is happening? See, I think part of this might be, I definitely watched this when it first came out. In, like, maybe, like, by 2012 when people were, like, really into it. So, maybe watching it for a second time. Like, one of my first notes is, we open on desert chairs and I begin to remember the non-tire section of this movie and have a sinking feeling it's gonna blow. (laughs) I mean, what else could you ask for from, (laughs) from a movie that literally describes itself as a tire comes to life with psychokinetic powers? Camp? goofy bullshit camp is that not what you were delivered because on my experience that's all i was seeing the whole time for me it just it feels like it's just full of itself it feels like it's like oh yeah like we could be goofy and wacky we're gonna do a little of that but like also we're gonna be like a little deeper about like what film truly is yeah it was like a it was like someone's film school project. And that's really like that's not that's not what I thought I was getting served. But I wasn't mad that that's what I got at the end because I thought I was going to watch an hour and a half of like ah it's a tire, which like realistically I probably would have also enjoyed. Yeah, but would have been funny. I, you didn't laugh at all. Not this time, not really. Maybe the tire drowned. That didn't get you? No, nothing? I I like when uh, Lieutenant Chad is like, hey, shoot me, and his squibs go off. But then they're like, we need to keep the movie going for reason. And then... (laughs) Literally, that's what happens! And then he just has two gunshots for the rest of the movie. I'm like, that's kind of fun. But I just... This didn't hit... This didn't hit me. How about the tire tread marks in the in the sheets I mean, people yeah, are animals <laughs> there would be tread marks in the sheets i just there would be indeed 
But now, are there tread marks in the sheets because it's just a dirty tire? Or did the tire roll around on the mattress while I was watching TV? Luke asking the deep questions here. What do (laughs) tires do when they go to sleep? (laughs) It's like that hangover song, except instead of tiger, you say tire. (laughs) I mean, but like, don't you like move around in your sleep a little bit? Yeah, but I don't need a tire tread mark. Because you're not a tire. (laughs) Simply put. Why does the tire like watching TV? Why do you like watching TV? Exactly. It's entertainment. I okay. I did laugh later in the movie. At one point, the tire is watching NASCAR, and I just went, "That's the Olympics for him." Literally, yeah. I have that written in my notes, word for word. <laughs> is this the tire Olympics? That's always fun, and it's a little entertaining in the beginning when Robert, the tire, first comes to life. He keeps falling down, and I'm like, "Is this a he's learning to be alive thing, or is it we can't get the damn tire to stay up straight for long enough?" I, I do think it's a beauty. little bit of both. I think mm-hmm. I definitely they're figuring out how to do this. And that was probably their first opening shot. And then they're like, yeah, we'll just play it off. He's like a baby. Toddlers don't run right away. So why would a tire? That's true. It's like, like Coney Hawk. What? You know, he's, a, he's on TikTok. He's a skateboard, skateboard and traffic cone. But you if you like watch how it rolls, you can... You can, like, piece together how they're doing it. Ah. Ah, I see. (laughs) So, apparently, they reworked Robert. Like, initially, he was just supposed to be super evil. But then they were like, why don't we make him more like a super... uh, Super. More like a stupid dog. And somehow have him influenced by Wally? Yeah, okay. How is he not super evil? He killed like 25 <laughs> different things throughout the yeah. whole movie. I guess it's like he likes the girl. But does he is. like the girl? I think it's supposed to like you're supposed to be like, oh, man, not only is the tire moving, it's horny, too. Oh, you know, it's very hard to portray emotion when you don't have a face. So it's really hard <laughs> to tell what you're going for here. It's it's all up to interpretation. I think it's true. (laughs) The budget for this was 800 grand. Really? And they used every penny. According to Wikipedia, which like, I mean, sourced from an Entertainment Weekly article. So like, maybe. Uh, They use a lot of practical effects to make Robert move. But they were like pushing him. Just give him a little nudge and start rolling, start rolling. Little, rem- little remote controls. Oh, I see. And the uh, head explodings were CG. Mm. That makes sense. If that was a practical effect, that would probably eat up most of their budget right there. Yeah, they apparently did film it with practical effects, but the director was like, nah, this doesn't look right. Ah. Which, like, it, it looked whatever. Wasn't one of the actors named, like, Speedy or something? Uh, there was one name that flashed across in the beginning that I was like, this is a movie about a tire. Um, I do not see it in the casting list. I'm trying to look at my notes, but like a lot of my notes are just ha- talking about my experience watching the movie. Oh, yeah. I just I did straight up stream of consciousness here. <laughs> yeah, because like, OK, now we're going to like 
cut back to the audience there's a weird little piracy is bad thing and papa john's has a new pizza called a shackaroni we love shack <laughs> it's because that's crack What's on it uh, a lot of pepperoni yeah because shack's big guy that is fair so he gets big pepperoni <laughs> i believe shack likes pepperonis yeah because stri- watching this on crackle which like i don't think i've used crackle at all ever they it's have not something. it's not great no it's yeah well and you know who owns it right um shot in the dark i'm gonna say ashton kutcher no it used to be owned by sony and then it got sold to Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. Oh, right. Okay. Kate said this, didn't she? Interesting. I said it when we talked about it afterwards. But yes, <laughs> I actually, yeah. I actually didn't end up watching it on Crackle. So I, I, I watch it on the Roku channel because I'm like, okay. that's the first thing that popped up, and it's like HD versus standard definition. I'm like, all right, we gotta see this in HD here. Every single rubber pixel must. Oh, be exactly. Seen. The scene where he's rising from the sand, he's just shimmying his way out of there. <laughs> it was glorious. Particles upon particles. <laughs> we saw every single grain of sand. I counted them all. Where's the 4K steel book? <laughs> It's yeah, this whole thing just uh, according to on Crackle, they have I guess they have it for every movie. They explain why it's on the service. Like instead of a plot synopsis, there's a note that just says why this crackles. That's awesome. This movie is so bananas. We can't even just watch it was why it crackles and that crackles. I guess it crackles. It crackles for me. Is that going to be a new segment at the end of every episode? Just like, why does this movie crackle for you? <laughs> I mean, there's there's just so much to this film. It's got to crackle in somebody a little bit, at least. I mean, judging by this episode, it sounds like it's crackled at least one person on here. Maybe two out of three. I'm feeling crackled. You're feeling crackled? Yeah. Uh, I don't think the turkey was crackled because it was completely uncooked. Oh, that turkey? Yeah, it looked like it was just painted the outside brown, and that was the extent of it. They weren't actually poisoned. They just ate brown paint on a raw turkey. (laughs) That's it. That's all you need. But then you you got man in wheelchair over here and his infinite wisdom. It's like, nah, I'm good. I got this. They set him up to be, like, such a powerful character, too. It was just... And then it's nothing, because this really movie is nothing. History. Like... I was expecting a little bit more out of, out of the man in wheelchair. And I love how we only had one hearing aid in, and everyone was talking about it as if that hearing aid was doing absolutely nothing. But was it really doing absolutely nothing? Was it just a prop? But also, they didn't even know what it was. Yeah, that is yeah. my question here. Have you never met any hearing impaired person ever or even heard of a hearing aid? I mean, I feel like this audience doesn't get out much if someone went, hey, want to go see a movie in the middle of the desert with binoculars? And they went, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, 
this thing happening live that's a film i mean it is moving stuff so maybe they thought it was just some strange art installation in the desert i've seen weirder so i guess how many people do you guys think are in on it well there's glasses guy chad uh is his name really chad yeah okay yeah lieutenant chad and then the accountant is the guy with glasses for okay. some reason. There's no indication that he is an accountant or even works with money whatsoever. I mean, he's he just a glasses guy. and a tie. That is fair. Glasses and a tie. That's all all the requirements. Check both the boxes. Accountants can only look like two things. Glasses and tie or Ben Affleck. That's true. Yeah, I he's like serving some master that he talks to on the phone. And Isn't it's that, like, is it's not all, Lieutenant Chad? Is it Lieutenant Chad? Because there's no there's no way of knowing. <laughs> I don't think Lieutenant I think Lieutenant Chad is just like a higher rank, but he's not like in charge of the whole thing. I think there's like one more level up that's like we I don't know, it makes me think of the ritual sacrifice from Cabin in the Woods, but like to quote the fucking speech at the beginning no but there's no reason Ooh, none of those none of the there's no reasons made you laugh i almost laughed because he asked about the j because he started to talk about the jfk assassination and i thought about the thing going around where someone <laughs> matched with someone on hinge where it was like what's your uh biggest conspiracy theories like jfk wasn't assassinated his head just did that <laughs> <laughs> So I laughed at something else because he said JFK assassination. It was a good burn through them, though, because like when they started, you're like, okay, yeah, like nobody does know. And then by the end, it was nobody knows why JFK got assassinated in that movie. Saying it was a movie is kind of funny. Well, wasn't it? Weren't they, they were talking about the Oliver Stone flick. Yeah, no. And they specifically do mention Oliver Stone. So, like, that's kind of entertaining to be like, yep, he only got assassinated in that one movie. That one three and a half, however long it is, movie that I watched in high school. It is long. I do remember enjoying it. I remember liking it a lot. And, like, John Candy's in it at some point, right? Yeah. He's, like, wearing sunglasses and he's, like, really big. (laughs) Like John Candy. Yeah, but, like, I don't know, the suit he's wearing just made him look... I don't know, I just remember in high school being like, oh my god, John Candy's really big in this. Yeah, well, I don't know where that is on the uh, the John Candy timeline. I think it's near the end. Yeah. So, I mean, it stands to reason. Let's look it up. This is why the internet was invented. Exactly. <laughs> to listen to shows like this and... For us to look up. To look up John Candy facts. Uh, JFK was 1991. <laughs> yeah, there's some huge John Candy fan that's like, well, actually. It's right now. This is um, the answer. Uh, it was three years before he passed. He passed away in 94 and JFK was 91. Uh, I see. But yeah, like there's not much happens in this in the movie in general. That's like deep discussion. The tire the tire blows up a head the tire blows up a rabbit the tire is filled with existential dread 
He's a tire. He doesn't know his existence is a thing. He just woke up I, one day. I guess. What? How is he filled with existential dread? He kind of just like rolls around. You don't feel it? He's rolling around. At the speed of sound, got places to go, got to follow my rainbow. Exactly. <laughs> but also just imagine rolling around and like seeing a car drive by. It's like, oh, hey, those things look just like me. Why don't they roll around and blow things up with their minds? There's existentialism right. for you. I guess is, it's what I imagine the show Kyle XY was about. <laughs> he was an alien, right? Yeah, but he didn't have a belly button, you know? Yep. That was the big thing. Tires the same way. He was a normal high schooler with no belly button. Exactly. Well, I guess the tire's sort of the inverse. He's like all belly button. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But also there are times in the movie where he like goes by a puddle and just sticks one part of him in and he drinks from that puddle. Like, what exactly is the anatomy of this tire? Right. Because is it like a... It's like a... circle. Like a heat vision and jack thing where it's like he's... I don't think Robert the tire is a transformed man. Right, but the like... Doesn't... Isn't it... Jack Black like stares at the sun and his brain expands. He so it's like his tire skin is expanding and he's ingesting. So you're saying that tire rubber is not unlike cookie dough? Exactly. (laughs) Oh my god, Heat Vision and Jack. (laughs) I do think it's interesting that you guys were with the existential crisis. You were basically copying one of the main plot lines from AI and pasting it from a robot into a tire. It's all the same story when you think about it. Well, yeah, Hollywood only produced seven stories and now they just keep remixing them. One of them is a tire. One of them is a tire. Whole movie starts off running over Ikea chairs. (laughs) Beer labels that just say beer. Exactly. Sometimes that's all you need. But then they did have the, uh, the Kirkland brand water bottle a little bit later on. So gotta re- gotta rep the Costco here, or Sam's that's Club how, or whatever. That's how they got their eight hundred grand. Exactly. They so they went to Costco and they pitched this movie, and they didn't tell them what it was going to be about. They were like, "We're just gonna we're gonna slap your brand on here." It's gonna be in there. First the five minutes guaranteed. <laughs> Costco guys like, all right, we gotta get more pictures. Let's do this, and then let's do the watch, and then it'll be golden. The two near perfect films. I like the watch. I don't like this. Would you like it better if uh, Robert was a watch? Hmm. Killer watch is interesting. So you just don't like tires. Okay. Problem solved. Mm. I don't know, because if it was this exact film, but with a watch, I'd still be annoyed by it because nothing would still happen. I wanted the tire to speak. At some point. Just like right at the end. Just throw in a word or two there. Was there a sequel? No. Uh, This this director, uh, Quentin Dupieux, he just likes doing weird, wacky stuff. He does. He's an absurdist fella. Uh, I actually did see the trailer for his newest thing recently. Uh, It's called Mandibles. It's about a couple of man-flavored lunchables. No, no, it's it, it's a it's about a couple of slackers who find a giant fly and try to make money off of it. Yeah, 
Like they find a giant fly and they're like, oh, we could train this guy to do tricks and make millions. It's interesting. He also yeah. has a, another project in uh, in post-production right now. I believe it is a it is a French film. Uh, yes, it is Incroyable My Vrai, if I'm saying that correctly. I guarantee you I'm not. So it, Incroyable Mes Vrai would be Incredible But True is the title. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, well, when we get to High the... School uh, French to the rescue over here. Yep. <laughs> when we get to the criteria, we'll go through uh, Quentin or Mr. Oizo's uh, filmography. Mr. Oizo. That's what he also goes by. It's true. Yeah, I... I don't know. I, I, I think I just couldn't get over the whole audience thing. It it felt like they just like threw it in. It it felt padding. That is fair. The audience yeah, is I, definitely an interesting take on it, but the biggest thing that I couldn't get past was the fact that the jazzercise instructor on the TV could not keep time for the life of her. <laughs> like not even close. I I could have done with some tire jazzercise. He's just like rotating a little bit. Yeah, every like just one, a, only two, a hint one, of it. Two. Just hopping up and down on the on the mat a couple times, and that that's all you get. Yeah, the tire barely leaves the ground. It's true. Which like it makes sense if he's a tire, he's just rolling. But like it would have been cool to see him go off a ramp, maybe. Sick half pipe. It's high action stunts over here. Yeah. Could have seen him jump into the pool. Yeah. Which he went in there with no escape plan. No. He was just gonna sit in the pool if Hat Guy didn't come along and go like there's a tire in my pool. Yeah, pretty much. He wanted to try swimming. He saw her do it. He saw the lady do it. And he said, yeah. I can do this. Maybe if I do this, girl will like me. Yeah. Granted, he waited for her to leave, which, if he's trying to get the girl, that's never a good strategy. Come on, man. I get <laughs> I mean, that you just woke up, but still. He's a little creep. A little bit. A little bit. But again, little, he is a tire, so he, he doesn't yeah. really know what's going on. Or does he? It's the whole life cycle. What? It's like a... It's like he's a fly or something. We watched him from birth to explosion i mean i guess then he was reborn as something else but yeah he's that doesn't fit in he's reincarnation in this uh, in this iteration in this, yeah. in this world reincarnation is 100 percent confirmed because of that ending there yeah when we come back we will have three legs i don't would you want a third leg where would you put it Would they like, all be in a line or like tripod? What a, what are we thinking? I was gonna say I'd put it like sticking straight out where like a tail would go, so like I could just lean back and be like, haha, now I'm on one leg. Built in chair, I like mm -hmm. it. Exactly. Well, I think we spent too much time together. Um, because I was gonna say the same thing. So I guess I'll make it a third arm, but it is still a foot. It is still a leg. It just comes I guess out of my chest. Like, out of the center? Yeah, right out hmm. of the center. And then it's, hey, like, the same thing, but then I can, but, like, 
forward. Hop like a Zumbini. Oh, wow. yeah. Semi. Oh, Gotta love the good old Zumbinis. <laughs> wow. Game about the scientific method, yet none of us knew. That's what it was? Yeah, it was about the scientific method. I thought it was just about Zumbinis. <laughs> no, nope. All those, all those old school games, they all had some sort of message if they were, like, aimed for children. It's It's wild. See how but, nothing this movie is that we're talking about Zumbini. <laughs> but is this movie nothing or does this movie spark all of these conversations? Mm. Not really. <laughs> there was one character who tried to hitchhike on a children's bike. Yeah, like what was that, man? Like you see there's clearly one seat. Are you going I, to steal the bike here? I feel like that might be a director cameo, maybe. I don't know if it was him or not, but because I believe all these characters have names. It's not just like, oh, well, no, never mind. Some of them do. Not all of them. No, they've got man in wheelchair and movie buff Ethan and movie buff Charlie. Dad, son, woman, one woman's just named woman. Teenager uh, Fiona. Hmm. I so think one woman f- is older woman. Yeah. Yep. I think Teenager Fiona played Gwen in a live-action Ben 10 movie. I spent a good amount of the runtime being like, why does she look familiar? It's rather concerning that you've seen the live-action Ben 10 movie, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) It was around when it was big. A formative memory. The, The woman who plays woman, unless she has a name. Um, the woman from Hotel, Love Interest. She looked vaguely familiar, but I couldn't place it. I don't know what her name was. Apparently her name was Sheila. Sheila. Hmm. Uh, Roxanne Roxanne Mesquida. Yes. She's a model and an actress. She was in French Thing, French Thing. Hmm. A French thing called Fat Girl. Yeah. Uh, a lot of French things. She was on Gossip Girl for a little while. Mm. A New Zealand film called The Most Fun You Can Have Dying. Uh, Marilyn like Manson's bit... music video for No Reflection. Mm. Not any uh, films about Marilyn Manson starring Green Day performers as Clay That's Nation. Charles Manson. Both bad people. It's true. <laughs> Both very bad people. Right. I like. I always think it's funny when when people hear about uh, Marilyn Manson and they're like shocked. No, I'm not surprised whatsoever. It shouldn't yeah. happen, but right. not surprised even remotely. Yeah, it's just like yeah. oh, well, uh, oh, damn, that sucks. But well, yeah. yeah, but come on, man. Bad, bad <laughs> right. Boy, though. It's like when uh, what was it? The guy who played the the devil in those uh, the um, the twenty twenty things was it Match dot com Match dot com. He like something came out about him. I forget what it was. What those? It was like Tinder ads or what? What was it? Tinder was it Match dot com where the devil matches with twenty twenty? I don't know what ad it was, but I just remember people talking about it, and then like somehow Ryan Reynolds was behind it. I think. Oh, I don't know. There was like some hubbub about. I, I forget what he did, but it was. It, people were. Well, mad he did about play it. Satan. 
Right, that was the shtick. Was like he is he's playing the devil. No idea. Uh, apparently, th- apparently, people really liked this when it premiered at Cannes in 2010. At least, Wikipedia just said it was positive after Cannes, but then when it showed in Toronto at the Toronto After Dark Film Festival. The audience was evenly split by huge laughs and really loud boos. The only boos heard by Fangoria at the festival. Mm. Film festivals are a social experiment. It's That's true. true. You you meet some wild things there. And everyone is trying to decide whether they're supposed to like it or not exactly Mm -hmm. and i feel like whoever speaks up first is the one who decides the crowd's opinion on it (laughs) so i feel like that could have happened at at the first showing here and like have you ever heard some of these reports where it's like oh matt damon's new movie stillwater earned a five minute standing ovation i'm like what do you do with standing ovations that are that long five minutes of staring at a screen Not even staring at a screen, just like looking vaguely at Matt Damon and just clapping. Was he there? For five straight minutes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what do you, what do, you do as Matt Damon? Like, uh, he apparently cried. That's fair. For but five like, minutes. Good for you. <laughs> for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. These like multi-minute standing ovations that like always get reported on, I think are ridiculous. My hands yeah. would get tired. Also, who sits there like as soon as the first person stands up, just pulls out the stopwatch. They're like, all right, let's go. Up, <laughs> oh, I just just opened up Twitter. Venice Film Festival showers parallel mothers with a five minute standing ovation. All right. That's two five minutes in a row. I think there's something going on here. Somebody's not telling the truth. Now, who's the six minute? Like, what's going to break them all? Well, let's let's look it up. Longest can can standing ovation was longest standing ovation by James Caan. No, I feel like he wouldn't give a very good. Uh, I feel like he wouldn't give a very long standing ovation. Um, ooh, okay, we've done the movie that has the longest standing ovation in Khan history. It's, uh, we've done it in our second year. It is an R-rated film. All of us enjoyed it. It's not in English. Oh, it's, uh, it's gonna be Amelie, right? Nope. It's dark and fantasy-oriented. There's a maze, there's World War One. Oh, oh, I forget that that's rated R. Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth. Guess how long the applause was. Because as much as I love Pan's Labyrinth, this is ridiculous. Uh, 12? Do you have a guess, Zach? I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 23. Oof! by Price is Right rules, Luke wins, but it's 22. Ah, so close. Wow. Yeah. A uh, 12-minute standing ovation was given to The Artist in 2012. Mm. I just found a chart, and I think this is really interesting. Ah, uh, fun little chart. <laughs> Post that bad boy on Twitter. Get that interaction going. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll save it for the 
and the no highway links bookmark bar that I always forget to use. <laughs> so if you want to see the chart, head on over to their Twitter and you'll find head it right there. At no highway pod. And give us a 20 minute standing ovation in your own house or car. Whoever sends us the longest video of them giving a standing ovation gets absolutely nothing but satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, a, give, give us a call on the tip line of a message of just you clapping. Just clapping. That's a dangerous thing you just asked for. <laughs> Leave a message. We'll play it on the show. <laughs> Ten minutes of just someone clapping. Uh. All right. Do we want to move on to part two? Do we have anything else to discuss in the opening half of the film? I can't think of anything. Apparently, one of the audience members, the dad, is played by Daniel Quinn, who starred in... That's not... A uh, scanner cop, which like I guess is a sequel to Scanners, the uh movie where people discover they can blow up heads with telekinesis. So like I guess that's a fun I'm little Easter egg. I'm sensing a pattern here. Yeah. yeah, that's all he likes to do. He reads the script. Any telekinesis and head explosions? Nope. Sorry, I'm out. Uh, what saving Private Ryan? They only blow up heads with guns. Oh, thanks. Lame. Wow, six hours already. Time to stop. We're doing a new thing where Luke is typing this live, and I'm reading it line by line. Bit experimentation. Yeah, that's what you get when a podcast is over a year old. <laughs> oh shit! That ominous man in a wheelchair. He knows about tires. Keep improving. The true test is on Luke's typing skills. <laughs> or not improving? Unclear. Seriously, though, the biggest unanswered question in this film. Oh, my freaking phone and watch are both going to vibrate for every message. Nice. Is who is in charge? Anyway, the hunt is on for a tire. Not that tire. What color is it? What brand? Tire. Oh, shit. Robertite. <laughs> it says Robertite, folks. There you go. That's your title. Robertite. Um, <laughs> it's Robertite. <laughs> it's Robertite. We're going to roll with it. <laughs> Robertite kills many people in town. The cops chase him to his NASCAR hideout and blow him up with flirting. But he is reincarnated as a tricycle. And now he has an army of tires. Big ones, small ones, some as big as your head. Don't go off script. It's a lovely bunch of coconuts. Ones that blow up your head. All right, <laughs> that worked. It's hard to not go off script when the script is coming in one line <laughs> at a time with pauses in between. That's it, though. Really. Forgot to mention they go to Hollywood. Which is some kind of symbolism, I'm guessing. Or, like, there's some meaning to it, maybe? Oh my god. And this new game has been brought to you by Smooth My Balls. Do you have to be silent throughout the entire thing? Our totally real sponsor sponsor. Because sponsor was spelled wrong the first time.
A very okay shave. I did not experience the shave. Man, look at those chunks of silence. Okay, that's what we have editing for. Exactly. Now on to the next portion of our show. Is it Does It Crackle? Are we going to do a Why It Crackles segment? This, this doesn't make sense in context or out of context. Where I eat a cantaloupe for 34 minutes, will it crack lay? Alright, that's enough of that. The second that half of this movie description was brought to you by Dial-Up. You now can get your <laughs> things at a whopping 300 megabits per minute. <laughs> We're now sponsored by those turtles from the Comcast commercials. <laughs> oh man, my parents feel really aggressive about those turtles like they really like they use it as a reason that they should keep slow internet um because they like is turtles? in fact do they the want opposite no they are they're like you know those turtles from the commercial where are the slow skis yeah yeah so so they keep slow internet because they want to be turtles like uh, the slow birds that was the thing yeah that was the what were their names? Uh, I don't know. Turtle Man and Turtle Man. I'm looking it up. And boy, Turtle Boy. They were the slow skis. You're right. The slow skis. Anyway, Rubber, there's... Yeah, they try to lure the tire out to kill it. And Wheelchair Guy is like, man... Uh, maybe it should be a bigger explosion. Because like, I'm having a good time. Yeah, the guy, I kind of think that the wheelchair guy is orchestrating it. Well, until he's obviously not anymore. He he gets exploded. He yeah. does. He does indeed. I, I don't know, man. I just, I did enjoy how Lieutenant Chad and Sophie, whatever her name was, just all the characters in the movie were like, this is running out of steam. We need to end this. And I was laying on my couch going, yes, you do. Please. You didn't even like the, the line delivery. It's hard to wrap your head in around. the van. I didn't like this movie. <laughs> there, she's reading the stuff and then he's reading the stuff and neither of them are doing it well. Yeah. The tire is catching on to the fact that it's not a woman reading it, but it's a tire. You can hardly tell because, it. yeah, it's a tire. It's just sitting. I would love to hear the conversation on how they got to this point. Like, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to sit in a van, right? And we're going to put a microphone on a mannequin that looks just like this woman that we just have lying around for some reason. And we're going to try and seduce this tire. It's, I mean... (laughs) It's classic Wiley Coyote logic, which always works. Always, as we can see by the lovely example of Wiley Coyote. He is a super genius, after all. He is a super genius. Yeah, the wheel wheelchair guy. I guess, like, if they're doing it as a film, I guess he's there to represent the studio. Like. He's only kind of part of the audience, but he's in it enough to control it. And like he doesn't he doesn't like scarf down the turkey because he's not like giving in to the hype because. So, yeah, maybe he is in charge of it because maybe he's the studio. 
I don't know. Mm. If you want to look at this through the, like, this is a movie happening lens. I'm dragging you, kicking and screaming there. No, Weren't I... you the one that said there was absolutely nothing else to this movie, and now you're looking for <laughs> other things in this movie? Well, yeah, I have that in my notes because I was bored. <laughs> His hat said classically trained. It like vaguely looked like an army hat, but it was no army hat. I don't know. Has this happened before? Has there been another tire? That's the Maybe. thing. Because it seemed like such a well-oiled well-oiled machine of a plan. It, it made it seem like they've done this before with another group of people. Because it's right. like they knew exactly what to do. They knew the effective strategies. And all of a sudden, this one guy is just like, I'm not going to eat the turkey. And it completely throws off all of their plans. I mean, maybe it's... Maybe it wasn't a tire the last time. Maybe they're just like, we got things that are killing for right. some sacrifice to keep the evil psychokinetic things from walking the earth. Just kind of seems like you want this movie to be Cabin in the Woods. That's well, because that's like that's kind of what it's being a little bit with like, yes, master, we need to get rid of all of these for the plan to go through. And usually it's done very easily. It's it's kind of cabin in the woods. Then, like, in the end, the thing that they're supposed to stop kills him anyway. The cabin in the woods is more fun. I would have liked to have seen. Chris the Hemsworth shotgun. Yeah, me too. Yeah, sure. But also the shotgun hit the tire. Yeah. And yeah, what we were left with was confusing. It was a it, it was a meta joke because the wheelchair guy complained about an anticlimax. So you get an anticlimax. It's deep. But then he comes back as a tricycle. Yeah, now he's three times as powerful, I guess. Well, is he as three times as powerful because he's three tires or is, has he become a hive mind at this point? Are all of his tire friends him or are they new tires? That's an interesting point. He's at it, least got the control. Yes, he is the leader for sure. Mm hmm. But, I mean, there is another film that I've seen in which a sentient being is able to transfer its sentience to other inanimate objects. But it's, I don't think it's a hive mind, but it's still unclear. And I'm just making this connection now. The film is called Herbie Rides Again. It's always a Herbie. It's the, <laughs> it's the second one. of Herbie. Fucking love the Herbies. Uh, in the second film, towards the end, at one point, just all of these things are just, like, cars and shit are coming to life and messing with the villain. And, but, like, they all seem to be somewhat independent, but, like, they've never done it before. And Herbie's just like, here, have some of my existence, I guess. Is it blasphemous that I've sentience. never seen a single Herbie film? They're so fun. I've only ever seen... The Lindsay Lohan one. 
and it's been a long while. That one's okay. The when as soon as Disney Plus dropped, I was just going through like what's on there, and I saw they had every Herbie movie. So I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll watch all of them. What if what if Rubber and Herbie take place in the same universe? It's possible. And those are the tires from the those end. are the tires. It's not the cars that are alive. It's just the tires. Well, actually, if you watch the 1997 Herbie, we've already movie, discussed that this did not you'll, happen. <laughs> you'll find out that it's actually the metal framework of Herbie that gives him his power. Oh, it's the metal framework. So the chassis. Yeah, Herbie. Herbie is the chassis of the vehicle. But is the chassis only sentient because of its tires? No, it's because a picture of a German scientist's wife fell into the metal and it melted in it. So the German scientist's love for his wife made her be a good guy. So it's and Monster it, House. Basically. But on the opposite spectrum. Monster House car. This is only fresh in my mind because I made a TikTok about it today because Hank Green was like, Herbie is the ghost of a dead man. And I'm like, not really, bud. That is fair. But now I'm just picturing like the ultimate battle of Herbie versus Monster House versus Rubber Army. How many tires does it take to fell a Herbie? I mean, I think the house would win. It's a house. It's got that... It's got that tongue that's like yeah, but the house is rug. also really slow. True. Would well, you... is, it, is it a race or a battle? That's the thing. They've got the agility. It's like you've got a tank versus a bunch of other like knights or assassins or some something really quick. Plus, they got psychokinetic tires, bro. Right. Oh, is it the whole army or is it just Robert? Hmm. I don't know. I think just Robert could take him on pretty easily. As long as nobody has a shotgun, I think he's good. Would you rather fight one house-sized tire or a thousand tire-sized Herbies? <laughs> tire-sized Herbies. <laughs> and the ha- and is there like six Herbie-sized houses? No, it's one. Wait. You got no. you got three things. Yeah, like, you got three points here. You got to yeah, bring all three of them together. You got a Herbie. You got you to get the one more. Um, yeah. Hmm. See, this movie gives you fucking nothing. One thousand Robert size houses. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, okay. Monster houses, to be specific. Yes, one one thousand Robert size monster, monster houses. houses. Ten Herbie sized Roberts. Or one Monster House-sized Herbie? I would want to make the Monster House-sized Herbie, my friend. It's got to be the tire-sized item. The tire-sized houses. You want a thousand tire-sized monster monster houses. houses. Just picture that tongue, though. One thousand of them. And like, can't the monster house move at the end? Like, doesn't yes, it, like, it get does up move. And start crawling. It's got hands. It moves not quickly, but it moves. But it's more. The tongue is more manageable size. Small. I can kick it. 
Right, but there's a thousand of them, Luke. That's that's the one thing I've never liked about this type of question about, like, the thousand big things that are small, or the one small thing that is big. I'm like, well, of course you don't want to take on a thousand of anything, ever. I don't know. Because then, uh, so, like if you're it's kidding, like it's, right? Like, if it's a hundred, you're... then maybe it's a more even match, but, like, a thousand's a lot. That is a you're... lot. You're kicking it right in the mouth. And then... Maybe you kick a second one right in the mouth. And now you have Monster House boots. And now you have shoes. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just picturing you grab by the tongue, start swinging in circles. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Start smacking houses with houses. That's how you do. Whereas a car is going to be faster than you. That's true. That is true. And that's a hard thing to get around. But what about like the 10, the, the 10 tires or car size tires? Where do you weigh in on that? Are they all the psychokinetic ones or are they just tires that are rolling around? They are mm. psychokinetic. I mean, then you're just fucked because they just look at you and boom. And they're huge. They are huge. They are huge. Even if they're Herbie size, that's huge for a tire. I guess you could, if it's as big as the whole car itself, you could probably get inside it. Oh, yeah, easy. But also, that begs the question, what is the extent of their psychokinetic abilities? Because we haven't fully explored that yet. Can they hit a moving target? Because everything That's... Robert took I... on was stationary. I did write that down in my notes. I was like, could you just run? How far would you have to run? And he he's telegraphing it the whole time. There's noise and shaking. Yeah, there's... Exactly. There's little heat things, and then it does a cicada noise. And the very satisfying pop of a victim right after. But see, these are the hard hitting questions that you guys come here for. I'm that sure you only get on no highway option. Exactly. Sorry, I got distracted trying to see if anything else has a why it crackles. And it does. They have it. For, they have it for everything. Uh, the first thing I clicked on was Django Unchained. Fox and Waltz are the best on on screen duo since Jackson and Travolta. Discuss. Discuss. Okay. That's why it crackles, apparently. It's anyway. got to be able to blow stuff up while it's moving. I love how you're still on this. We're <laughs> like, a it's whole the... conversation away. <laughs> but, like, it's the focus. Like, he's got to do focusing and, like, where does he see? Where are his eyes? Like, picture it like like the men who stare at goats. You think they can just, like, boom, goat's dead? Just all of a sudden, he's got to really concentrate at it. But he's also concentrating on um, how he's standing, how he's rolling. So there's some part of the brain that is focused on that aspect. Unless he's fully on solid flat ground. But he's rolling around in the desert. He does stumble Mm -hmm. sometimes. And I think he stabilizes himself. So he's at least split his focus two ways. I don't know that he could like run fully. And blow someone up. Like, that would require training. A montage I would have liked to watch. That would have been amazing. There's one thing at the very end that made me very upset. One thing that they should have ended with. Why didn't they cut to black and make the tricycle go ding ding? Honestly, that would have been glorious. That's how you end this Glorious. I love how you say there's only one thing that made you upset about no, this movie, e- which was ev- straight up not was. true. Everything <laughs> did. But like, that was the biggest thing for me. I was like, no, 
But that's the thing. It's so obvious. They're like, no, we can't do it. Somebody's going to be expecting it. We must keep the audience on the toes. I'm just trying to see if if there's anything else that's like interesting about the process oh uh, apparently the meta element came organically because the director grew tired of writing about a killer tire <laughs> so instead of going let's not make this movie he said here's some bullshit instead honestly that's that's all the all the vibe of the end of this movie anyway so it just makes sense that that's the process there yeah why did the little boy get in the pool in his jeans and long sleeve shirt? Literally, like he took he took his free. shoes off, but didn't take the time to take off his socks, roll up the jeans, nothing. Just said, I'm gonna just do it because dad said so. I mean, he already hated his dad. He's like, what's one more shitty thing that'll happen so I can put more dead bird on his pizza? <laughs> That's fair. Also, that hitchhiker, like, he just kind of stood there and stared after watching a kid put a dead bird on a pizza. Like, what is what what is your reaction to that? It's just staring after you yeah. tried to hitchhike on a bike. The same facial expression the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Not the best performance in the world. <laughs> I would argue a lot of these performances aren't the best in the world. You know what? That is one thing we can agree on for this whole movie. <laughs> you know who's giving it his A game is the tire. Absolutely. Robert is going hard. This was obviously the biggest moment of his career. Yeah. Because what has right Robert after- done recently? <laughs> well, right after this, he uh, made it into uh, his local production of Glengarry Glen Ross. Naturally. Sold out the Saturday night show, but that's mostly just because his family was there. Uh, the tire army. <laughs> Naturally. Was he in that as the tire or as a tricycle at that point? It was the tricycle. Because, see, the tricycle <laughs> is Robert himself. The tire was just advanced prosthetics. It's like a Mike <laughs> Myers situation. Impressive. Very impressive. I had to perform through it. So is Robert the tricycle, the tires, or the chassis? Okay. And where does the sentience come from? Exactly. Well, Herbie's the chassis, so Robert's the tire. I guess the chassis of the tricycle is what makes Robert sentient, and the prosthetics made him the tire. So by that logic, a picture of a German man's wife fell into the chassis of a tricycle... And gave him sentience. A picture of somebody they loved or hated. Maybe hated. That would probably make more sense. I mean, in the 97 Herbie TV movie, they make Horace the hate bug. Horace Horace the the hate bug. bug. Yeah. I feel like we need a a crossover between Robert and Horace the hate (laughs) bug versus Herbie. I'm so glad this ended up happening. I did not plan on talking about Herbie during this episode, and I know Luke doesn't believe that. I do not believe you, not for a second. I 100% did not plan on talking about Herbie. Not I was in gonna a box, t- not with a fox. If you, 
if you look at my notes, it was mostly going to be me talking about the ads I watched on Crackle. The ad, the Crackle ads. I, I am curious. What what kind of ads did you see on Crackle? A lot of the Shakaroni pizza. Nice. A lot for Vacation Friends, which I watched ru- literally rubber ended and I went, I want to watch a movie that has something. So okay. I vacation Friends. Vacation Friends. Over. I saw an ad for that. Is it a swinger movie? No. It looks There's not at all. That it no, that just, cover. It's gotta it's gotta like who, no, who missed look, something here? It looks like a swinger film. No, it's just Lil Rel and his girl well fiance go on vacation and they meet John Cena and Meredith Hanger, and then they're like, Oh man, these crazy motherfuckers, we hope to never see them again. They're just our vacation friends. And then they show up to their wedding and they cause chaos. It's it's funny. When does that come out? Are you planning to use your Regal Pass to see it? It came out on Hulu because I just said I watched it right after Rubber. Well, you know, sometimes you're lost thinking about tires. I guess. It's true. They're just rolling around in your mind all the time. Do you want to move on to the criteria? Do we have anything else to mention? Um, I think that the tire was planning to jump into the tire fire. The tire fire. I thought that would be like what sparked his, uh, sparked his, his true rage and aggression there. Cause that's, that's tire genocide. Yeah. I think it is what sparked it. Like he was doing he was... fine. Everyone else was just out of self-defense or retaliation. This was him actively going out and taking people out. Killing I mean, the town. rabbit wasn't really out of anything he kind of just blew up the rabbit to blow up a rabbit that that was practice that's like hunting sure <laughs> but he did he did have uh 24 confirmed fil- uh, confirmed kills by the end of this film <laughs> i counted them <laughs> kill confirmed 24 confirmed kills not all yeah. on screen but there were 24. I like to think he got the little dog tags. <laughs> He's playing the objective. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, the first the first fatality was a scorpion nine minutes in. Yep. I mean, unless unless you want to count. Oh, no, it was the scorpion first. And it was the scorpion. So every week we do a criteria where we... Connor's uh, done with it. It's a very... Sp- what? There was a long pause. No one else was bringing anything up. Let's, let's get a move on. That's okay. Gotta, it happens. I got to drive tomorrow morning. Uh, so every week we have a set of criteria that we use to compare every movie ever made to The Pacifier. And it starts off with, how's the soundtrack? It was something. There, Did there it was exist? there was synth sometimes there was synth sometimes i think that was the biggest thing that floored me about this movie is the fact that uh the director in his bio said he was uh he was not not a director first but he was uh an established what was it edm artist I, I read that somewhere. So it's like most of most of the music was his, but there was a lot of synth. There was a couple pan flutes in there. 
which was giving me some serious old school runescape vibes like just as he was rolling through the desert i'm like okay i need to grab a pickaxe and go mine something right now so maybe this whole thing is like a it's like a sleeper um it's like that one daft punk album that's like a movie that's what the director made here that is that is a possibility so he made so he made a movie that's supposed to be an album as opposed to an album that's supposed to be a movie yes he did it backwards no wonder it didn't work hmm. <laughs> interesting uh, where does the main actor land on the dieselometer? A comparison of Vin Diesel performances based on charm and ability. So Robert's our main character, right? Robert mm-hmm. is yes. Robert is the main character. I put it's the Iron Giant, but only when he like goes full weapon mode. He's got like the fin on his head, and he's like, Rah. oh yes, yes, yes. I see, I see. Well, I think he's a little wooden, but he has a great deal of power and does seem to have heart at points. He is Groot. Big Groot, right? Like fully grown Groot? Yeah. Fully grown Groot? Okay. I see. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, I put Turup in uh, Babylon AD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the first guest to use Babylon AD. <laughs> I, I think there is a very good reason for that, because most people probably have not seen Babylon AD. Uh, I, I chose it for uh, his overall vibe as a character was just a little lackluster, to say the least. <laughs> Not really thought out much, but was entertaining to watch nonetheless at certain very, very specific instances. (laughs) (laughs) That is a review that makes me interested. I mean, a review that makes you interested is Vin Diesel is in it. Which, like, is understandable. I'm trying to think of one that, like, doesn't fit that bill. I have not really been that interested in Riddick's. I tried watching, I think it was Chronicles, but then I was like, this is a lot. Maybe I should just watch the first one. And then I heard a bunch of people be like, yeah, no, Chronicles sucks. You can't watch Chronicles. So uh, anyway, did I like this as a kid or would I have liked it as a kid? I think the meta shit would have thrown me off way too much as a kid. So nah. I think I would have. I also don't remember how I felt about it when I watched it in high school. I feel like everyone liked it for the meme in high school, though. That's the thing. That's Yeah, I feel like everyone was like, oh, man, the tire movie. But, like, how many people actually saw it? This was my first time. But I loved it. <laughs> Glad you enjoyed, Luke. Well, uh, I, I have seen it. I've, I, I have seen it. I believe this was my third time. Third time watching it. Once, obviously, when it first came out, a second time when I had to introduce it to everybody so we could all be in pain together. And then (laughs) once again here. I believe I watched it once before and just. mm, Yeah. Yeah. That is the perfect sound to describe this movie. (laughs) Uh, 
what has the director gone on to do? So this is directed by Quentin Dupieux, otherwise known as his uh, uh, music artist name, Mr. Oizo. And since this, he has gone on. He keeps directing. He keeps directing movies. He keeps pushing out whatever he wants. Exactly. Uh, Right after this was a movie that's just called Wrong. Followed by Wrong Cops Chapter 1 and just Wrong Cops in general. Something called Reality. Keep an Eye Out. Deerskin. And then... As we mentioned, the upcoming Mandibles, where people take care of a giant fly, and Incroyable Mevray. He also did a uh, did a music video with Charlie XCX for all you Charlie fans out there. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, uh, oh, it was Mister Oizo and Charlie XCX hand in hand in the fire, which is yeah. uh, very interesting. He's got uh, he's got his little uh, little character Flat Eric there. And uh, it is a it is a music video with Flat Eric and featuring the Charlie XCX version of Flat Eric, which is just Flat Eric in a wig. So it's it's actually not a bad song, though. It is it is very it, it is very entertaining to listen to. Fascinating. His IMDb picture is also very strange. He's like he's doing directing, but like he's in a poncho and he just looks defeated, getting rained on. He's so giving like, a hard stare towards that camera. I think it's impossible to not look and feel defeated in a poncho. That's true. That is true. Like, he's like, oh, come on, man. The camera in front of me has an umbrella and I'm stuck in this poncho. Yeah. I am supposed to be the one behind the camera, not in front of it. Get it away from me. <laughs> is there anything in this film that's as memorable as the Peter Panda dance from The Pacifier? tires alive that's about it i feel like the only thing more memorable than the peter panda dance is the word rubber yeah yeah i think i think that really sums up like how i watched this movie which was every time something new was introduced i was like oh no this does happen because i didn't really remember it until it was happening yeah it's it's very difficult to remember the context of this movie other than just like overall arching plot it's it's not memorable um and i think that's a crazy thing to say about a movie that stars a sentient tire that can blow up people's heads one might say that's a big failure of it uh, well you know it should at least be memorable with a premise like that and instead it's just like what if the film was actually happening? I I think I'm gonna have to revisit it later. Like, like watch it in a year. See watch it in one year, September first, twenty twenty two. Set put calendar. it on the calendar. That's a bonus episode. That's oh, a bonus God. episode why, right there. Why is there a bonus episode of us watching? We'll do it live. Again. Bonus episode. Yeah. Support on a... Patreon to get it early and advanced. We'll do... Yeah, it can be a live <laughs> Patreon watch along if we have a Patreon by then. That's a challenge. 
but I'm. You got a year, a, a year to set up a Patreon as a challenge. <laughs> you can do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> the watch along is just a solid eighty minutes of me going, uh. and me going. Actually, you know what? I do remember this. <laughs> I remember it sucking. <laughs> Uh, who's your Brad Garrett, Carol Kane, wacky, memorable side character of the film? Uh, I I had uh, the accountant. He was he was an interesting guy. The the cripple, the man in the wheelchair, and uh, the pervy black lady. I'll give it to the pervy black lady. She has I, my favorite line about her rack. Yeah, I just I it really set the tone for me having no idea what the tone was. Yeah, I guess I'll give it to the accountant or the wheelchair man. I'm back and forth between them. I mean, or can we count the dummy of the lady that's full of dynamite? As <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You were hell yeah. That then counts. The, then the dummy. <laughs> Again, they just had that lion around. <laughs> How do you plan for that specific of a situation? They went into the props closet. Because they're making a movie, apparently, or not. I don't know. And neither do they. And that's the beauty of it. It really is. It's pretty fucking ugly, if you ask me. <laughs> and last but not least, is there anything as batshit insane as the Sound of Music subplot from the Pacifier in this film? Which, in case you don't remember, it's a subplot that comes in about halfway through the movie. It's about two scenes long, in which Seth... One of the young boys Vin Diesel is watching is discovered with bleach blonde hair and a Nazi armband in his locker. Instead of saying, no, I'm not a Nazi, he simply runs away and Vin Diesel follows him to find out that he's not attending Nazi rallies. It's actually rehearsals for a production of The Sound of Music, where he has a 40-year-old Liesel. Later in the film, Vin Diesel ends up directing that performance and he casts Brad Garrett as a nun. Anything is batshit insane. The entire movie? Does that count? It could work. <laughs> it's been used before. If we if we want to get real technical here, uh, the, the specific instances here would be the spectators the whole time, the turkey <laughs> scene, and the scene in the van. Those are those are the big three right there. Yeah, for me, it's just, like, the meta shit existing in it. it it's just nuts that it's there. Uh, I would add a fifth, and I would add that child walking into the pool fully clothed. Fully, fully clothed. Long clothes. Long clothes. Like he was in a dirt bike race. Pretty much. I guess not really, because he's not wearing, like, the dirt bike clothes. Yeah, but like like casually dirt biking outside. Yeah, like just a kid dirt biking. Yeah. And do you have a ranking or rating? Ranking for this film and a rating against Fastfire. This is a this is a tough one, but uh, I I unfortunately have to give it uh, one squished scorpion. Uh, out of 237 squished Kirkland brand water bottles. 
And would you say better or worse than the pacifier? Oh, significantly worse than the pacifier. <laughs> like, not even same realm here. I also give it one tricycle out of an army of 12. And yeah, it it's much worse. It It's stinky. Stinky bad film. Poo-poo. Poo-poo? Poo-poo. No likey. I'm going to give it a pillar of black smoke. Um... Oh boy, they, they chose a new pope. <laughs> it's definitely, it's not better than the pacifier. Um, but you burn a tire and it it burns for a surprisingly long time. And the smoke is surprisingly dense and surprisingly dark. And uh, that's how I feel about this movie is... That they they did it, and it was I was surprised, and it really burnt for a long time. It's gonna burn in here for a while, and that flame will be rekindled in one year from now on their <laughs> Patreon page exactly for the special episode in exactly year. one year. Well, that's that. That's our discussion on rubber. Thank you very much, Zach, for being on. And Thanks for having me. For next week, Zach has our movie, and he's going to give us some hints to try and figure out what we're going to be watching. It's time to play the Coming Attractions game. The Coming Attractions. So, uh, I do have your movie. It uh, it it recently became a meme, a screenshot of the the title and a description of it. Very brief. It's about two sentences long. Came a meme, but uh, he- here's your first hint. It contains the themes of religion dinosaurs prostitutes and ninjas oh is it a pun title it it is it is a pun title you're in that cut out again i think i have oh. it but like you what I, I i mean i'm guessing there's a thing that's been going around recently there has been I, I think I think it's what it is, but hopefully he will come back. So I'm not just He'll be back. He's oh. on his way. My zoom there just said, <laughs> I don't want to process anything anymore. So zoom here we are me. literally. OK, so we got it uh, right after ninjas. And then I asked if it was a pun title. It is. It is a pun title. Of, like, two words put together? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. I, You know, I haven't seen this yet. I've heard a lot of people uh, chat about it. but It's it's a time. I'll tell you that much. The uh, person transforms into another creature, right? That is true. That is a true statement. Huh. Have, have you not heard of this, Luke? It's one word. Compound word. It's a member of the clergy... And also a reptile. The, uh, the, 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 the priest, the dinosaur priest thing. It's Velocipaster, right? Yeah. Exactly. All right. I hope well, you're excited. <laughs> I am. I, I've never seen it before, so I think it'll be interesting. So t- I think I've, I've only seen people react to it, I think. I've only seen people react to the title and the concept. Like, I don't think I know anyone who's watched the movie. Oh, uh, it's it's something. I'll tell you that much. 
let's, is it streaming anywhere? It is on Prime. It is included oh. with Amazon Prime. Oh, it's on Prime. It's on Vudu. It's on Tubi. It's on, it's on Crackle. Oh, does it crackle? Why does it? You want to yeah. know why? It, should I save why it crackles for next week? That'll be the reason that, that people tune back in. All right. Well, if you want to find out why the Velocipaster crackles, then you'll have to listen in next week. But for now, thank you again for being on, Zach. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Where can people find you online? Uh, yeah, sure. You can find me on uh, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mr. Zach F. You can find me on Twitter at at Mr. Zach F. Or you can find me on my severely neglected Instagram at uh, Zach underscore Federici. It's a tough last name. <laughs> Uh, Zach underscore Federici F-E-D-E-R-I-C-I You'll find me there Alright, cool And as for us, you can follow us Anywhere at No Highway Pod That's your Facebooks, your Twitters Your Instagrams, your YouTubes We do have a No Highway Option Twitch, we'll hopefully be doing more With that in the coming future Um, Tune in for We got bonus episodes coming up uh, we do have to do the Godfather at some point because it was given to us for every request we let. For us doing the Godfather, I don't think we have to. We we do. It was promised. <laughs> we get to, you know. Yeah, the Godfather is a good movie. I'm not anti Godfather. <laughs> um, God- Godfather's not rubber. You are anti rubber, it seems. I'm very curious to see what you're going to be with the Velocipaster. <laughs> I am as well. Me too. Three. Me three. Um, there is no chicken currently. Nope. Uh, but something I can I can tell you a little bit about is uh, Arizona iced tea made of flavor. I the knew this of was going to be a new fucking bit. Uh, it's a green tea flavor, but it's sweetened with apple juice. And it it's sounds very, like very Fart good. City. It's very, very good. It's very, very hard to find. Um, so if you find it, send it my way. Or, you know, to keep... Do you have, you know, do, do you have a P.O. box? Are we going to have to set up well, a P.O. You know, box for people to send you food-related shit? Just send I mean, it to if, every address you know about and <laughs> see if it gets there. If, uh, if it becomes such a thing that we're receiving... A quantity, I guess, larger than one, because if it happens once, then we need to know. Uh, yeah. If we need to, we'll figure it out. Just, you know, give us a call. Drop us a line. Um, send On us the juice. The Highway Patrol tip line. It's our phone number where you can give us a call, leave us a message, send us a text about whatever you want. What do you think of rubber? What do you think of the Velocipaster? And do you want to do a 10-minute standing ovation? <laughs> we'll play it on the show. We'll yeah. give you a mention. Uh, that's 301-941-7493 or 301-941-SIZE if you remember words better than you remember numbers. And, of course, thank you very much to Ian C. Weber for composing our theme song. Do you have a C for this week? Cartire. Sure, Ian Cartire Weber. You can uh, follow the link in our show description to go to Ian's website and listen to all his cool stuff. And do we have anything else? Okay. No. The the silence means no. So, (laughs) 
Uh, that's that. And for No Highway Option, I've been Connor. And I've been Luke. And I've been Zach. And as always, these have been all of our opinions. And if you didn't agree with them, that is too bad because it's our way. No, no, no highway, highway option. The theme music for No Highway Option was created by Ian C. Weber. To hear more of Ian's music and see some of his videos and stuff, follow the new link in our show description. No Highway Option was co-created and co-hosted by Connor J. Burke and Luke Smith and produced by Connor.